and welcome once again to the How Long to Beat podcast. I am Rick. As always, I am joined by Paula. Hello. And I'm also joined by Alex. Hello. Uh, and this week, as always, we're going to talk about, well, not as always, because um, we're going to talk about what I've beaten. We're not going to talk about retirements because no one's got any of those. Um, we're going to talk about what we're playing. Uh, we've all got, to be fair, lots on the go. That's where the bulk of our efforts are going. And that includes this week's topic, which is three additional games we all played um, as part of the Steam Next Fest. If you listened last week, uh, you'd have heard me very briefly shout that bit out. So we've got three games. Um, we're going to talk about those. And we're going to finish off with the last game of the first game week of the new session of the latest version of How Long, How long to, to Be, be, long to be the, game. the Game. The game. That's, that was perfect. I, I feel like it's always either amazing or shit. Like when I was editing last week's, like Paula started when me and Alex finished, but this time, <laughs> perfection, all on point, which is what we like to hear. So um, let's not bury the lead. Let's get straight into it. I've got four completions uh, this week, and that sounds like a lot, but we've all been busy. And actually, I, I probably only put up most a couple of hours into each of those completions. Um, it's a couple of small games and one big game that I just sort of boxed off. Um, so the first game I beat was Dead Space, particularly uh, the mobile version uh, made by Monkey Studios about a decade ago. Um, as I said last week, this did recently get a port to Vita. Um, they found a way to wrap the Xperia Play version of that game to make it work. Um, and it is infinitely better with controller support. This was a replay for me. So um, maybe 18 months, two years ago, I played this on my old iPod Touch thinking never going to be able to play this again if I don't play it and beat it now uh, while that thing still works. Um, and then lo and behold, there's a port. I should say, Alex, I don't know if it's of interest to you, there was a Mass Effect spin-off by the same studio in the same engine uh, called Mass Effect Infiltrator, and that similarly got a I port. played the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I played the want, shit out of that. <laughs> you can play it all over again with Vita controls, should you so but choose. But I think Infiltrator, a big part of it, though, was that like it was like tied into Mass Effect 3 and into your like Galaxy. Which obviously stuff. isn't a thing anymore, yeah. Yeah, so like, there's no... I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think there's... The, this Dead Space one sounds like there's more of a reason to play it now. Um, but Infiltrator, I would be sort of like, I don't know. I think you have to love Mass Effect to want to play that one now. because, And I do, but there's no real point. <laughs> and I, I think by contrast, and I think you're probably right in this, because I did, I did play the tutorial of Infiltrator and thought this, this doesn't necessarily speak to me as is. Um, with dead space on mobile it very much works as its own thing like it's got yeah. a particular story that bridges the gap between one and two um but it works as a little self-contained sort of narrative um it does everything that the main game did as well you've got your kinesis it does the minimal hud thing and it's quite impressive that it did that on mobile so it was like the the left screen right screen move and aim situation uh there were ui elements sort of built into the world so again your health bar is the back of your spine um, there's a little sort of shoulder pad button for your stasis. Um, it's all very, very cleverly done. And it plays, like obviously it doesn't play like Dead Space did on PS3, but it's remarkable how close it is. Mm. And again, there's a certain degree of like linear pathing because it's a mobile game from 2011 or 2012. You know, it, it's a mobile game from when mobiles were only just becoming smart. Um, mm. And I think with that context, it's remarkable, again, that it, it matches the um, environmental design of the world and the other thing. It even has zero G, 
like it's exactly once, but it has it. Um, no, that's not true. Twice because there's an outside section. There's twice when it does the zero G thing, which is twice more than it really needed to. But it it, it ticks all of the boxes. Um, it's also mercifully, not mercifully. That's not the right word. It's a very appropriate length for what it does. I think if it it padded itself out and tried to get to the ten hour mark, it would be really really tedious and it would be hard to recommend at all. Um, but the game. On a second playthrough, again, roughly knowing what I was doing, clocked in about two and a half hours. Um, I, I don't think it would take anyone more than four, even if this is your first ever Dead Space thing. And I think it's really, really worth experiencing if you happen to have it on an old device or if you have a Vita that, that is hacked and you, you're willing to jump through a couple of small hoops to appropriately sort of obtain the files and um, get everything set up. It is a really, really good time. Um and a lovely time to play it when I can't play the new remake because I don't have a PS5 or a sufficiently capable PC. Yeah, that one um, definitely needs a good PC. <laughs> I, there's quite a few games that are actually finally starting to come out for next gen. And it's one of those where when I get a rig that's powerful enough or when I get a next gen console, like the new Dead Space is absolutely on the list of things that I will be picking up to play. Yeah, it should um, be. So so that's exciting. Uh, speaking of PC, that's where my next completion happened. Um, and this is a game called Donut County. Nice. Um, have either of you played this? I feel yeah, like I one or one. both of you might have done. You have Paola? Yeah. Donut County? I, I haven't, but I know of Alex Hessen. Yeah, I did a game it, on Game Pass there. It's and I think it's the perfect Game Pass game. Like it, oh, It's yeah. a 90-minute tight comical goofy experience it's also on mobile and i think for the right price on mobile it probably works very well as well um i i played this with my girlfriend next to me she didn't want to play but it's like still entertaining enough um to watch your donut sort of katamari damacy all of the environment around it into the sinkhole um (laughs) there's fun little moments like um the one where um you're getting chickens and there's a couple of them like on platforms and you swallow a snake and the snake's tail is sticking up and then you use the tail to knock the chickens off their perches or <laughs> my personal favorite um the the one where you swallow two rabbits and the rabbits start doing the stereotypical rabbit thing in the hole and because you're getting more things in the hole the hole's just expanding and there's like love hearts coming out the hole it's got a really good sense of humor i mean the baffling part for me is that ben esposito went from doing this to as part of angel matrix doing neon white it, wow. It's such a, a yeah. contrast in terms of, of games. But Donut County's great. Like, it, it's just no 10 out of 10, like, game of the year masterpiece. Um, and I think it, it just about gets itself finished before it might start to wear thin. Um, you know, it has a few ideas, but there is only so much you can do with... I mean, it's of the same genre as Rain on Your Parade, right? Like, they're, they're like, mean Yes. And... They're they're very good. Like they they have enough mechanics that are strong enough that like they're fun enough. But you're right. Like they they stay just as long as they need to. <laughs> and and I think I would push back on that a little bit because I actually think Rain on Your Parade did a lot more to um, change up the formula over its runtime. Rain on Your Parade's a little bit longer, and I think it has DLC that makes it longer again. I also think the quality and the quantity is there to justify it. I think if Donut County were any longer, it would be pushing away from that. I also think Donut County does less to to change things up. Like your goal is the same in almost every level, which is 
swallow all of the things. Whereas on Rain Your Parade, you'll have mission specific objectives, you know, find a certain thing on the map. Um, one that sticks out in my mind is one where um, it's like a, a winter level and you rain on a road to make it icy so that a car crashes into a lake. Hmm. And there's lots of little creative things that it does um, far more than Donut County does. They're both really, really good. I played them almost um, I think at the they're same both time. Absolutely worth playing. So I think that's why for me, they didn't, I didn't really, like, I don't know. They felt uh, exactly the same to me. Like, I didn't really, like, I'll be honest. The memory I, almost homogenizes. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, like, what you're saying sounds totally like, I'm like, yeah, I, I totally buy that. Um, but at least in my, for me, at least, there's no remarkable difference between how these games feel. <laughs> um, That's fair. Uh, if you play them right next to each other, I'll just say they're extremely good companion games, right? Um, that's sort of how I feel on them. Like, I feel like they're games where I'm like, if you play both of these, you kind of, they're exactly what they say they are, you know? Which I actually think mm. is sort of, is a compliment for these kind of games where it's like, they're not trying to be anything else. They're just like, this is exactly what this game is. Have fun. <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of a better way to say that i might need to roll that around in my head but i think you're absolutely spot on yeah um and they are both great so you know well i might think on one's Pass, better I one's plus they're both although i don't know if uh, i think rain on your parade's gone rain on your parade's gone because the reason i played that recently was because it was coming off ah, um okay. donut county i think if it yeah. isn't off it might be on its way off it's certainly if not now um, by the time that we talk about it, I'm gonna double check. Yeah, and those small games tend to come back too. So um, they usually leave after their kind of um, term is up. And then I've noticed that a lot of them have come back. That's fair enough. Yeah, Donut County's off Game Pass. If it was on there, it's not anymore. Okay. Yeah, it was um, on there at one point. but That's fair enough. It has sailed. Um, you can get it cheap. I only paid a couple of pounds on Steam. I imagine similar on mobile. Um, it's a fun one for mobile, I imagine, as well, because it's, you're literally just moving the hole around the environment. Like your finger yeah. might get in the way a little bit, but I, I think it's a, you know short levels. It's very appropriate to the experience that way. Um, I also like the end credits before I move on from this one. Um, without spoiling what oh, yeah. little story there is, the end credits are both very unique. Um, all, all three things they're very unique they're player controlled and they tie into a central concept in the game story which was uh a lot of fun at the end of that game um next one this is one that i've been chipping away at for a long long time uh valkyrie profile lenith i finally beat it and i have thoughts which really? kind of boiled down to it's fine if dated sorry pala go ahead mm. i said woo finally now I can focus on FF7 Remake eventually. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> the game is very, very clearly stuck in the 90s in some certain aspects, um, which makes it all the more disappointing that the recent re-release on PS5 is basically a straight port of the PSP version, which was itself more or less a straight port of the PlayStation version. Um, there are lots of redundant stats. There are lots of confusing menus. There are lots of hidden um, systems and mechanics uh, that are important to getting everything out of the game or getting the most out of the game. Um, if anyone's listening to this and wants to play the game, I think there's enough to warrant playing it. Absolutely play it with a guide. Um, if I haven't mentioned it before on, um, on the, the Internet Archive, they have a copy both of the original PS1 guide 
and of the Braid Games guide that they released for the PSP uh, to coincide with that version, which is the one I used. Um, particularly if you want to get the A ending, which is the proper ending, the arcane hoops and requirements you have to jump through and meet, there is no way you would know unless you followed a guide. And as much as I enjoyed the game, I would not want to play it a second time to experience the proper ending. Um, it requires you to, to treat the game in a very particular way, um, trigger certain events at certain times uh, with no margin for, ever, for error in certain respects. Um, and, and the ending to the game is not super satisfying, I have to say. Um, mm. The weird thing with the narrative of this title is that it kind of starts and ends and sort of nothing happens in the middle. Um, and what I mean by that is that the concept of the game is that Ragnarok is approaching. It's very much a Norse mythology. Um, and you, the Valkyrie, um, the, the most dominant sort of psyche of Valkyries, Lenith, um, are sent to Earth or to Midgard um, to recruit, train, and um, send up Einherjar, i.e. warriors, to fight in Ragnarok for the gods. Um, so that, that's your kickoff. Like, there's a very clear through line as to why you're doing what you're doing. And at the end of each chapter, you get um, you know, an update on how the battle's going, roughly. You get um, to see what each of your individual troops have done, how they fared, um, and you're given requirements each time based on what kind of warriors they need for the fight in Asgard. Those requirements don't change. They're not like procedurally generated. They're baked in. Okay, um, I'm seeing where the problem's coming there. here. So essentially, the big, large thing that you're supposed to be aiding, you never fight in, do you? It's just kind of happening. And also, depending on the ending, it is entirely redundant for reasons that I will not spoil. Now, that sounds really bad. And in some ways it is. However... The game's not really about that. The game is about these miniature tragedies. Because obviously, any Unheriar you recruit is um, someone who has died. So when you recruit someone, um, there's a, a mechanic called spiritual concentration. So this part is randomized in terms of the order you receive them. Um, each of the game's eight chapters um, has a, a predetermined number of turns. You can spend one of those turns um, essentially listening out for, for people's cries for help or for for things going on in the world, and that will guide you to a dungeon or um, a scene event that will then trigger someone being recruited to your party. Um, and those recruitment events are essentially sort of two to ten minute cutscenes um, talking through the, the tragedy that leads an individual up to their end. And a lot of them are interconnected. There's quite a few characters whose um, relationships you see over the course of recruiting some or all of them at different points of the story um, and it is their tales that are what make this game worth experiencing um, primarily followed very very closely by a really excellent and even today relatively novel combat system um, those vignettes are tragic gripping a mixed bag on the voice acting but generally quite well written and well done um, and they were the part that I relished the most. Um, as I say, the other thing that's really cool about this game is the battle system. Um, <clears throat> it is one that's shared by the game sequel. Some of them. Um, a couple of other games have stolen the broad concept. Games like Indivisible, um, Exist Archive, probably a couple of others I'm not aware of. 
The concept is you have four characters in your party. Each one of them is assigned to a face button. And with certain exceptions that you do through a regular sort of RPG menu, um, your combat is conducted by coordinating those characters to attack with timed button presses. Um, it's a system with a great degree of flexibility and you are incentivized to use it to its fullest. One, because juggling enemies will give um, crystals that give you more experience or quicker access to super abilities. And also, if you can get a hit gauge to 100 um, by coordinating those most effectively, uh, you can use super attacks, what are called purify weird souls. Um, now, they can get a little bit tedious to watch because there's no way of skipping those. Um, and particularly towards the back end of the game, you will need those to deal sufficient damage to get through those battles. Um, but it, it's a system that's rich in um, complexity, gives you a lot of ways to um, contend with it. And because each run has a, a, a randomized sort of rough order that you get the characters um, and every character is viable, there is a lot of scope for you to want to, and to a certain extent need to, um, experiment. And that's further colored by the fact that to get to the end of the game without getting a, a game over, uh, you have to be sending some of those characters up to Valhalla. And to send them up and not have them rejected, they have to be um, meeting certain requirements of a sufficient level, properly equipped. So there's this real balancing act throughout the game um, that makes it even you know, in, in the absence of a proper narrative, makes it engaging from moment to moment. Um, you can sort of cheese it. There's, there's a big chunk in the middle of my playthrough where a certain mage in combination with a certain special item basically broke the combat. But then as the curve sort of caught up with me, that resolved itself. And that's a quirk of my particular playthrough. Um, there's a lot to like here. And I think if, if, you're listening to this and you're willing to follow a guide to a certain extent. You're willing to put up with some of the um, quirks of the, the menu setup if you are willing um, to push through some of those... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Lacks of quality of life, for, for want of a, a better term. Quirks, I suppose, works, but it's more the absence of things that in-game since have made those aspects of rpgs much nicer to interact with um there is a really really worthwhile experience to be had here um and this is one that's been sat on my show for a long time so i am very glad that i powered through and um and, and played it and i enjoyed my playthrough and i'm glad i completed it i wish the game ended a little bit better i wish the the overarching narrative was a bit stronger maybe a little bit more tied in um but the the package as a whole um i had a good two great time with and there, there was a good chunk at the beginning there where i almost dropped it so very glad i didn't all things considered um and then finally from like a 30 hour rpg to a 30 minute light gun shooter my last game of completions this week is ghost squad for the nintendo wii uh this is an arcade game that was ported um compatible with zapper doesn't have to be but it, it's literally three missions now there are branching paths in those missions so there is on paper a, a large degree of replayability but in practice i've i've played the game i don't 
I don't personally want to play again. And, and for me, as I sit here now in 2023, that is fine because I paid a couple of pounds for the disc. I already had the Zapper. I already had the Wii. I just wanted a little palette cleanser, and that's exactly what I got. Um, I think if I put down, you know, 20, 30 pounds on this, um, when it released, I would have maybe been a bit miffed. Um, but for the right kind of audience, I think even then it probably made some sense. It is good light gun shooting, it has to be said. Um, the Wii's not always perfect for those kinds of games because the, the IR tracking doesn't perfectly mimic like a proper light gun setup. Mm. Um, they do give you an extra sort of calibration layer that helps a little bit. Um, and, and that does make a bit of a difference versus other ones I've played. And there's a degree of variety in it. So it's not just shoot, 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 shoot. There'll be sections where you're rescuing hostages. There'll be sniping sections. There is a, a really cool section in the first mission where you have to take down a helicopter with a lock-on missile, and that involves you retaining a track on the target long enough that you can then press the action button to release the missile and doing that a few times. Um, Unlimited continues. It doesn't do the House of the Dead thing where um, you don't get that until you sort of fulfill other requirements. You just get that out of the box. Um, and there are some party modes, although I didn't engage them. There is a degree of extra content there. Um, so... I had a great time with this one. I, I really enjoyed a little little jump through it. Um, the game has its limitations, but they didn't matter to me for my purposes. Um, anything you guys want to touch on any of those, or should we power straight on through? I think we can keep going. I got I got nothing there. <laughs> nothing That's there. fair enough. Oh, sorry, Gonpala. Nothing there. Fair enough. Um, is there a good segue? Uh, there nope. is. Alex, go ahead. And tell us what you've been playing. <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know why I have Gears of War Ultimate Edition here. We're not really playing it anymore. We might play it more. I don't know. My life's crazy right now. Like I picked up. I have like I was telling them before we started. I have like three jobs at this point because I'm like teaching full time in a high school right now because of a medical leave, and then I teach in the evenings and stuff. So I'm just like, when Susie and I have time for each other, we are basically just eating food or cuddling. <laughs> that's 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 the two things at this point. <laughs> Um, cause we don't have time for, uh, for games right now. Um, but I have been, I have actually been playing quite a bit because I have a really long commute. So I've been playing a lot of switch stuff and I've been, uh, kind of doubling up on, uh, Mario rabbits, um, spark of hope and Pokemon Scarlet. I've kind of been swapping back and forth because I actually find that, um, maybe, I don't know, Mario rabbits and hope. I'm actually finding that I, I get a little tired of it. Um, and I need breaks from it, it's really good. But it is also just more of the same, right? And so, like, I don't, I don't like, you know, like, the way that game's set up, right? Like, it's just, like, you go to a place, you fight some stuff, you keep going, you fight some stuff, you keep going. And it's great. It's just that I'm a little, uh, yeah, I'm just, like, I, I just find myself getting a little tired of the combat um, kind of flow. And so I need little breaks. And so, actually, Pokemon Scarlet has kind of been perfect for that. Um, I'm almost finished Rabbits of Hope, I think. And it's interesting because there's a lot that you can do in this game. Like they have really packed it full of stuff to do. So what? Mario Sparks Rabbids of Hope. <laughs> you know, it's just me. I wasn't going to say anything. But... Oh, all right. It's just you. Okay. I'm like, I don't understand <laughs> what's me. happening here. Well, I've almost finished Rabbids of Hope and it's, yeah, it just amused me. Okay. Um, I've successfully derailed the podcast. Rick's brain Fantastic. is going places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so you know, I'm enjoying it, right? Like, it is fun. There is a lot that you can dig into if you want. I've, I really, like, completed all of the first world because I was, like, really having a good time, which maybe wasn't the right idea because then I was kind of getting a little tired of, like, 
<laughs> the combat system. So I'm like, oh shoot, I might've overloaded myself on this. Um, it does get actually much more difficult because they really do start to introduce complexity to the enemies. Um, so in the one that I'm in now, there is actually a lot more strategy that you need to do. I think maybe my only complaint with the game is just that there's no real reason to experiment with the different characters that you get, um, especially because one of the characters is a healer, right? And like in this game, a healer is super important because otherwise you have to use um, items all the time, which are just really slow. So like you're probably going to be using Rabid Peach, you know, like that's the character you're likely going to use all the time because she possesses a um, a healing like power, right? And that was a problem in the first game as well, it's worth saying. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the only way to heal in-game. And there's no way to revive people, right? So if a character dies, they're just dead. So, like, until that match is over. And so it's like, well, you kind of need to have her because just on the off chance that one of your characters die, like, uh uh-oh. And then, I don't know, like, there's some really cool characters you meet along the way, but... When you meet them, it's like, okay, you might want to try to use them a little bit, but then you realize like you've developed such strategies with the characters you've had the whole time that you don't actually really want to experiment too much with the new characters because you're like, well, now I'm going to have to relearn all these kind of mechanics and the skills that they have and things are actually getting more challenging. So I actually do need to know how to use my team uh, properly, right? So it's like, do you know what I mean? Like it's in that weird position where it's like, okay, it's cool that you're giving me all these characters to play with. But like, I don't have, I I can't use them because I don't know how they're going to work together. And I really need to make sure that I know exactly how my teams work um, so that I can actually beat these new challenges. So it's my one kind of gripe with the game that I think the first game had issues with too. Um, and I don't really know how to solve it. Like they do have some missions where you get to use, like, you know, you're only allowed to use certain characters. And I actually really like that. And I think honestly, and I know why they didn't do this because they want you to have like a level of choice with it. But because everybody levels up, like there's no like, you know, you don't have to use certain characters and whatnot. It would actually, I think, be more fun if they restricted your character use a little more. Um, And I think it's kind of dumb that they're restricted to three characters because there are a number of fights where you're allowed to have four. And I kind of just wish they would have made it so that you could have four units because it's a lot more fun and um engaging when you have four of them i think part of it is because the balancing would be tough and they'd have to make bigger levels and stuff um but it's just more fun like that because you get to use more of your characters and they can like synergize with each other a little bit more um whereas right now they're just kind of like i don't know it doesn't feel as satisfying at the moment so i'm a little torn on the game right now i I think the first one might have been a bit better um i think this one's good but maybe the first one was a little more novel you know um and so once you play this new one, you're just kind of like, oh, all right, well, this is more of kind of the same and it's fun and all that, but I'm not really sure I'm like feeling it big time. Plus, I also, I think the first one was funnier. I don't know what it is. It's just like, this one doesn't really seem to have actually that much of a story and what it does have, uh, it's it's fine. Like I've, I've chuckled a few times, but I remember actually finding the first game like pretty funny. Like it was, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I'm nodding, which doesn't work. Yeah. Podcast, yeah. I agree. <laughs> and maybe it helps too because, like, there was like even more kind of like Mario stuff because, like, you were in the Mushroom Kingdom and everything, and like, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little torn on this one. For some reason, it's not clicking with me, and I don't know what it is. If it's just like, is it just me? Am I like, have I changed at this point? Like, do I, or is there actually something kind of fundamentally different about this one? And 
I don't really have an answer right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, there's some, there's just something that's not fully clicking with me, but I am going to beat it because it's not a, like, obviously the, uh, the mechanics and like the thoughtfulness of the design is still there and it's still very good. Um, I'm just a little like, I don't know. And there's a lot of like mission types that repeat. So there's like some that are on every single planet that you go to. And I don't know why, but that just does make it feel, it makes the game feel smaller in a way you know because you're like oh this is the same thing so you're just going to do this on every single planet it's like okay mm. i don't know if i like that <laughs> um so anyway i started going really in depth with it and now i'm just kind of slowly going through um i've played a lot more of pokemon scarlet uh still the absolute most ass looking game i've played in years um it's oh i took a screenshot because of how fucking bad a shot looked like the grass is just like it's literally oh my god man it's like in a match it's just these like wisps and like the textures look so fucking shit like man let me put it this way some of the one person developed uh indie games we've played in the itch.io games look looks better than this game um and i'm Mm -hmm. like unacceptable so anyway we went on that rant last week but uh oh dude i've had some hilarious little like uh glitches and stuff though like Pokemon that suddenly zoom really fast. Um, and like, I've had a few Pokemon who just like disappear into the ground while I'm fighting them. Um, and they did not use dig. So they're just like sitting there and they're gone. And I'm like, where'd they go? And I'll hit it. And I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, the open world nature, uh, does work really nicely. Um, it's very fun. Like I'm still having a fun time. Um, some of the new Pokemon are actually, I actually quite like the new Pokemon they've made this go around. Um, I think they've they've I think they're actually some like decent designs. Um you know, it's it's often a really like really goddamn mixed bag when it comes to new Pokemon designs, but I have to say that yeah. this time around I actually feel like the new designs, like when I see them I'm like, "Oh, that's actually pretty cool looking." Um and so, yeah, so far so good there. I do think I do think like the the like the gameplay experience is quite good. Um, it's fast. It's quick. I like the idea of like the TM machines. That's nice. Um, seeing the Pokemon on the the uh, the world map feels good. It's the first Pokemon game in a really long time for me that actually reminds me a bit of what it was like playing the first Pokemon. Um, mm. And I mean that in every single sense in the sense that it's also a broken piece of mess. Um, and um, it, like, like, it genuinely is almost just like the first one. It barely functions, um, but it's really fun. And that to me is what kind of reminds me of that first one. And also exploring the world, there actually feels like there's more of an exploration of the world. Like Pokemon Sword and Shield, it didn't feel like you explored anything. It was like, here's a couple cities. Yeah. There's this one big space in the middle that you can go fuck off in if you want jackass you don't have to do anything with it but go have fun um, and you're like okay and then it was like do you have friends no well then you can't play any of the content in here and it's like oh <laughs> um, and then this time at least that shit is like more kind of separate uh but the world here like actually exploring it and going from route to route to the different cities um actually feels like you are going into the wild um in a way that reminds me of the first game a lot um uh, because in that first game, you didn't really know where you were going, right? Because it's like that first time you're playing it, you're like, where am I going to end up next? What's going to happen? 
Um, and so you had to really like go through and, and explore. Um, and so to me, this is the one that feels closest to that kind of vision. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at in that sense. Um, one thing that's a little, uh, a little shite is that the, the towns as cool as they are, are very empty. They're just kind of nothing. Yeah. You know? Um, there's nothing happening in them, which like, to be fair, Pokemon games have never really, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was a kid, but like the Pokemon towns in the first games, they felt kind of alive, you know, like there was a lot of shit you could go, you could go into houses and talk to people. Um, a lot of the towns had like something in them, right? Like, you know, they had the Safari zone or they had like big shopping malls or they had the SSN or they had, you know what I mean? Like they all had like, they had something really big in them. Whereas these ones, it's just like, there's a gym. Right, um, yeah, and that's sort the only of it. Point of interest is the gym. Yeah, that's the only thing that's actually interesting that you can go to, and it makes it feel really small and like unlived in. Um, and I don't know, it's I I'm quite disappointed by that because you they've created a really interesting world um, that you can go through, and like the the main hub city is pretty cool. It has lots of stuff that you can go do in. Um, but it makes you wonder like, why would you, and I, I don't know, maybe they're like, well, because you know, you don't want people, you want people to be able to get everything in one place. But at the same time, they've made traveling so much easier, right? Like you don't have to fly. They just have flying taxis. So you can just fast travel wherever you want. Um, so you don't need HM slaves or anything, which actually speaking of, that is a really good change that they've made where you have that Pokemon legendary Pokemon that you're given at the start who basically, who is your HM slave, right? Like it's the one that gets you all over the place and they actually have a very intelligent way of leveling that character up and like increasing their abilities i I actually like that it's tied to one of the paths i thought that was pretty cool um they don't tell you that either so you have to kind of find that out for yourself that you're like oh the way i make this character better is if i play the game okay that's a smart way of doing it um (laughs) so i like that i've actually i've actually lost a few matches because you can go and you can find places that are too strong for you which is what I've always wanted in a Pokemon game because it's like fucking when you talk about fucking Elden Ring, it's like basically that shit where like I'll go to something and I'm like, shit, I can't beat this thing. It's too strong. And instead of just having to, because in old Pokemon games, if you happen to kind of, you know, speed your way through and get to an area, you would just get your ass kicked, right? Um, so yeah, like I, in that moment, um, what's her name? oh yeah, when you face off something, you're like, okay, well, I'll just go try to fight some Titan Pokemon or, cause I basically got beat by one of the like uh, team star um, bases or something. One of their, which they actually have some cool like boss Pokemon fights where like they have a big, extra, huge, large bar. And I, I think that's pretty cool. Although one of them has a really stupid Pokemon that is a car, which I was like, are you for real? This is the Pokemon now. They're just cars. <laughs> like, I mean, it is the engine, but yeah, it, it looks like it is the car. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, but <laughs> um, I'm like, whatever the reason, it's dumb. But uh, whatever. I was like, it, it's fun, I guess. Um, so anyway, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm having a good time with it. I'm going to beat it for sure. Um, I've been leveling up my Pokemon and stuff. And, and it, yeah, I don't know. This game's a fucking paradox, man. Like I said before, it, it <laughs> looks like ass. I see it what functions you like ass. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, yeah, and the paradox shit. I've only had a bit of those, but anyway, yeah, they're coming. Um, weird time shit going on. Um, but uh, anyway, it's like, yeah, 
I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. You know, like I, I think it wildly, it unlo- unlocks a childish joy that Pokemon I don't think has unlocked in a long time. Um, Arceus was pretty fun and was interesting, but it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like special. It felt like, oh, this is a neat take on this. It didn't feel like that childhood joy that Pokemon gives. This one gives that. So anyway, those are the two Switch games that I've been playing. They're my, uh, they're my commute games. So I just, you know, sit down and play these all, all, all ride. Um, then I'm, I played more of Hi-Fi Rush. Still love it. Um, haven't played like a ton, ton more, but it's phenomenal. Like it's just, it's really fucking good. I, I, I have a great time with it, but I actually sat down and I've played a bunch more of Dead Space. Um, so I'm probably a quarter to a third of the way through it. Um, I'm basically in chapter four and I think there's 12 chapters. Um, <laughs> Man, I don't remember shit from this game. And like, so I don't know if there's stuff that they're changing or not, because I just, I straight up remember absolutely nothing. It's, that's how long it's been since I played it. And uh, I'm really glad I don't remember anything because I'm having a goddamn blast with this thing. Like, it is so fucking good, man. Oh my God, the sound. It's not quite beat to beat, but it's, it's close. I mean, Digital Foundry yeah. did a really good video on it. There's certain um, elements they've changed around. So when they made it the first time, um there wasn't like a unified um a schematic of the uss ishimura or us mm, whichever yeah. it's called. but what they've done is to make it make a bit more sense they've slightly rejigged the levels so that it's all an actual world this time and it nice. all fits on top of each other and there's been consideration to how the maps all sort of interlock um but more or less beat for beat everything else is there it's still designed to be single shot I've completely derailed you. It's just the Rick derailment episode. So apologies, please do go ahead. And if anyone wants to sort of see what's changed, um, like you could still play the the 2013 one and and have broadly the same experience, but this is the kind of remake that completely supersedes um, the the original. They've added side missions, I think, right? Because I don't think there were side missions in the first one. I remember that part of the video if they did mention it. I don't remember that bit. Maybe there were in the original. I don't remember there being some in the original, but the ones that they have here, at least, they do feel good because there's like one where you're like learning more about your wife, um, which might have been in it. But um, anyway, I've I've unlocked a couple side missions that I really I'm really really enjoying right now because I can go back throughout the world and like explore a bit. And I have definitely noticed that the world feels extremely well realized. Like it, the Ishimura does actually feel like logical um as you're going around and like you will notice that when you like go down a level it's like okay well if there was a room right above this room there's often another room there too because like obviously it would have been designed that way and so yeah what i like you that makes sense to me what you're mentioning because it does feel like a truly lived in space um Mm. and uh it's oh man dude it's so good it's so fucking good like it's spooky as hell as usual um it's hard as nails at times too. Like those fucking dudes, they really hit you. And God, the weapons feel so good. Like I, mm. I've always loved this game because there's really only one weapon that's like kind of traditional, which is like the pulse rifle. And then you've got like the fucking bolt cutter with your fucking saw blade. That's like and your plasma cutter yeah. uh, and your fucking flamethrower and shit. And like, Oh my God, man. Like, Oh, it's so, it's so good. And zero G is so good now you're fucking flying through the sky. Like you feel, oh, it's really good. I, I know heard they'd fix zero G, yeah. Oh, zero G feels like you're fucking Superman. You're just like soaring through the air. And like, 
the buttons that you have are really good because you have orient buttons where you can just like tilt yourself through because it actually feels like you're flying through space, right? Without any form of, because that's something that actually, uh, this is going to be a tangent for a second here, but it's a, it's a fun tangent. So like one of the things I love about the expanse is that they talk about how um, the biggest difficulty with space is that there is no horizon to orient yourself with. Um, mm. Right. So like something that we take for granted as human beings is that on earth, we always feel like we know where up is because we see the horizon and we can see like the sky, et cetera. So like we, yeah. despite being on right, like a moving planet, we always know where we are on that moving planet. Um, but the issue is that if you're in space, you have no fucking clue where you are, right? Cause there is no up anymore. And so um, for instance, like in that show, if somebody lives in space and they go to earth, they get really sick when they get there uh, also because of gravity, but then more importantly, because suddenly there's a horizon and it like really fucks with someone who's never had a horizon. Right. Um, as the same way out there. So the issue with doing flying or zero G is that the minute that you jump up, you're not like being held by gravity. So like technically Isaac could just go, right. And like he can spin all the way around. So they have a good button that can orient you again, like to like, you know, horizon level, but then you can also just press RB and LB to just kind of like twist your guy around and then just shoot him through the air. Um, and it works really, really well. Um, because it feels like, I don't know. I never felt like super confused as to where I was because I could just easily fix myself and go through. But then I could also just I could zoom all over the place and like fighting in zero G is really fun. Uh, you'll just have these fucking guys just going Woof, at you and you're like, ah, trying to like back up and shit. It's great. That must have been completely redone then because my memory of zero G and it's the same in the mobile port is that you sort of do a straight line jump from a point where you're at to a point where you can go. You could just fly in this one. It's just, Ooh, it's full flying. Okay. You just, you press RB and then you just let go and then you can go anywhere. Like you can just like full fly wherever you are and it's awesome. Like it feels really mm. good and you can press the uh, L stick to like boost yourself. So you're like soaring through the air. Um, right, it's just like jet thrusters. Exactly. Yeah. And again, there's fighting in zero G at, uh, at now. And like, you know, those like, there's these creepy ones who crawl on the ground. They're like scorpions with a big old tail. And those things will just oh, like I hate launch themselves through the, through zero G at you. And so you have to like back up and like smack them and shit. And it's like, and Isaac feels so strong. He's like fucking steps. is like dunk, 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 as he's going along. And like when he crushes shit with his boots, ah, oh, dude, it's like so satisfying to just like fucking crush these uh, creeps heads in until they bust out a pickup that's when you know they're dead when they've shot out a pickup you're like they're fucking dead for sure um so yeah um the voice acting is great the new lines are excellent um it feels more like a lived like it's nice to hear isaac talking you know because i don't think isaac talked at all in the first one didn't he correct yeah, yeah. and him talking now makes it makes it feel it's if if, you, if anyone's worried like oh it'll be weird no it it's very nice that he talks because it was weird as fuck that he didn't. <laughs> um, in the particularly some of the stuff with the way that story goes towards the end of the first one, it was weird that he was just sort of there. nodding along. Like, mm. Yeah. And this one, he really does talk. Yeah. And it makes him feel like he's part of the team, right? Like I actually feel a little more connected to Daniels and Hammond who are like kind of the early on ones that you're with because they're talking to each other. Right. And like Isaac's offering advice and like, they're like trying to figure things out together. So you're like, yeah, this feels more. Cause like, I don't know why, why he ever had to be silent anyway. Um, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, why did he have to be silent? It's not like, you, he's not like a standard for you, right? He's not like Link. Like he's an actual Demer person. This is the argument. Yeah. And also it's one, one less thing to 
to do if you're like trying to launch a new IP and trying to make it a bit exactly. More. Um, anyway, this is this is like easily the definitive way to play the game now. Like I just, you know, obviously you can go back and play the other because the original was phenomenally made. Like don't get me wrong, mm. um, it's just that this is like this is the game that you remember and love perfected, right? It's it's the Metroid Prime remastered thing. It's it's that it's it's a perfect remake of the game. Like that's I've no no notes. <laughs> one one small tangent just off the back of that. Are either of you planning to play remastered? On I Switch? hate Metroid Prime. I don't want to play. This. Oh, I don't. Okay. I think those um, games are bad. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in, is it a first person shooter or a third person shooter? First person. It's first person, but it, it's it's pretty slow. It's, Might yeah. be the kind of thing that you could play without making yourself sick. It yeah, could be good training because wheel game. I I have been. I've been avoiding them mainly because of the first-person perspective. So I've been kind of curious about them. Interesting, because I'm I'm torn, and, and let us know in the comments down below if you've tried one or the other, and you think one or the other is better. But I I have on my shelf a copy of the trilogy that they released for Wii, hmm. and motion controls. I liked the controls on three. I didn't play Prime or Prime 2, but I played almost to completion uh, Prime 3 when that first came out. And I, for the sake of, what, £70 over the first two, buying them again, I'm sort of tempted to just play the trilogy. Yeah. But uh, if the anyone, first one if is a discount there, um, price. It's not full price. It's probably even like so, £40, it, it, yeah. Which Maybe is forty pounds more than pounds? it would cost me to yeah. put the disc in that I already own. Oh, I would just the play disc. the disc you own. I think the Wii <laughs> games are great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair, the Switch one looks significantly better than indisputable. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. So I mean, that could color it. I've also heard that like stick plus gyro is like really good on this, um, especially if you're into gyro at all. Um, but uh, I want to be into gyro. I'm not into gyro yet, but I want me to neither. Be. Yeah, I've heard it's just like, especially on like consoles, it's just like it's the way to sh do shooters now because it's just so like, um, yeah. I, I have to, I have to learn how to do it. You know, I've got a pro controller. So it's another learning curve thing. The one that's always like fascinated me is um, I watched a video on someone who plays Counter Strike with um, with gyro. Uh, they call it no, well, the sort of they call it snap camera. So mm. the right analog. Instead of that moving you in a direction, that is, if you imagine the top of the analog stick as your human's head, oh. and you flip it in a direction, that points you in 360-degree space, and then gyros used to aim the cursor. Oh, that's smart. And apparently you can get really fucking good with it, but it's all, like you say, it's all a learning curve versus the literacy that we have of aim with right stick, move with left stick. Which ultimately is is kind of becoming outdated, right? Because it's just... It's slow. To a certain extent, but it, it's one of those yeah. where it's like a, an accessibility and convincing the masses and like that whole thing. And you're right, it probably is becoming outdated. Uh, and I think Stick Bush Gyro is probably the way ahead beyond that. Boy, this was a tangent. Anyway. You'll probably see that in the next couple of months yeah. anyway. All, all this to say, <laughs> Metro Prime is an overrated piece of garbage. Um, <laughs> but Dead Space is great. It's not garbage. Hold on. Before people eviscerate me in the comments... I just, when I played those games, I find that game is empty, um, boring, um, and slow. Because it's basically just slowly oh, that's going That's the point, around. it's atmospheric. Yeah, well, that atmosphere can gargle on my balls, because I don't care. <laughs> 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 Fucking atmosphere. Oh, I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> G 
give me game. <laughs> don't get me in the comics, but also gargle my balls. Exactly. I don't know, man. Everyone has this fucking like blinders for Metroid, right? Like everyone's just like Metroid Prime is so amazing, and I was like, there are like a trillion games better than these at this point. Um, whatever. I don't. I don't even care. It's Metroid's like that fucking whatever. Even the two D Metroids, I think, are overrated. I just think everyone like has this love affair with two D Metroid and with all Metroid is overrated, man. They had great ideas Ooh. of which many other games perfected. Like they are never. They are not the pinnacle of Metroids. All these other games have come that have perfected Metroid's functions. Metroid is just the one that everybody plays because it's made by Nintendo. There's my rant. I just love how I just love how Alex was like, okay, so before you grab your uh, now you can eviscerate me in the comments. (laughs) Allow me to rub salt into the wood. Yes. Well, you all know. (laughs) I I really nailed that point home. There we go. Now, well, the critics get not these, not not our lovely listeners. They're lovely, but um. No, they all know how I feel about it. We've I've talked about Metroid with all with all of them before. I I just don't I don't like it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't like it. Hollow Knight's better. <laughs> play Hollow Knight. <laughs> all right. Is, do I play Hollow Knight or Prime first? You play Hollow Knight, Knight first. God damn it. <laughs> play Hollow Knight. Okay, so follow up question. How I'm my adventure. What? <laughs> yeah. What did you say, Carla? Sorry. Oh, play Hollow Knight. Accompany me on my adventure on Hollow Knight, which I haven't played in a couple of weeks or so, but still. When when you've played Citizen Sleeper, Paola, I will accept your input. <laughs> okay. That might be a nice segue, because I think you've told me or us about all of the games you're currently playing, Alex. Oh, yeah, I'm done. So... Okay, Hollow Knight's not on there, Paolo, but do you want to tell us about the games that, that you are actively playing at the moment? Well, so I've been playing a bunch of stuff. Um, mainly one of them, but more on that later. So mm. I got some cravings for Tetris because uh, now Game Boy and Game Boy Advance are available on NSO. Which, so when you're I done, got we to play to talk about that for a second, but keep going. <laughs> we do. Oh, I know. Anyway, okay. Uh, so I started playing Tetris, and I forget how fun this game is because I haven't played it like in so fucking long. Like, yeah, no, I I can't even tell you like how old I was when I last played Tetris. So there you go. And I got to level nine on on Tetris, like on the on the first. There's like two maps or modes. And they call them like A and B, so I'm just calling them A and B. And I got to level nine on A, which is probably the best I ever done on Tetris because I used to suck at it. And there's something very addictive about Tetris, and I don't know, it it just never gets old, and I love it. Hmm. Okay, Alex. Okay, what a lot of fucking horseshit that Game Boy and Game Boy Advance <laughs> releases are. Mother of God, like. I'm sorry, but they're like, oh, because it's like the expansion pass for the Game Boy Advance ones, right? And you're like, what, like six Game Boy Advance games? Like, I'm just like, dude, for the love of God, of all the games to put on, the Game Boy Advance games have to be some of the easiest ones to get on there. Like, holy hell, this drip feed shit? 
it's like what six years now since the fucking switch mm. came out and you're still drip yeah. feeding your online service bro how many years do you think you've got left on this fucking game like you know what i'm saying that's like now's the time to just drop like 50 fucking game boy advance games and just be like here you go at least they're good ones that they put in for the most part the game boy color ones i was like dude you put gargoyle's quest on there bro like i i love it's, Gargoyle's quite good to be fair. it's not it's not Rick, oh, it was very good okay. in the 90s. <laughs> Trust me. Ah, okay. As someone who loves Game Boy games, Gargoyle's Quest, t- in today's... I think a lot of people are going to load up Gargoyle's Quest and they're going to nope out very fast. <laughs> uh, I Listen, I, I, it's one of the- I love it, but... Yeah, it's rough. It's very rough. I kind of saw the announcement. It's like, okay, that's cool. Wait. Shame I already downloaded all the ROMs years ago. Yeah, it's a little fucking late is <laughs> is what it comes down to. You know what I mean? I was like, eh, you're a little late on this, fellas. <laughs> it, it's kind of hard to care, but then I, I already own Ghost Trick, and I think I might buy that again. So, like, what do I know? Oh, yeah, that's different, though. Ghost Trick, everyone <laughs> should buy. Anyway, I'm just... Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of Nintendo's bullshit with, this, with these games. Like, they're just the slow drip feed of fucking um they're old console games and now i'm just already looking at it's like they're gonna drip feed these things out and then in like three years they're gonna be gone um (laughs) again so perk of having them on a subscription you don't really oh not that you owned them anyway because of the eula but they they get to sort of pull it whenever they feel like it exactly which is nice yeah Yeah. and you get paid for it again and again and again right everyone's a loser everyone's a loser and they won't bring it back out again right like whatever switch two is they'll just be like oh they're gone now We'll go drip feed you. We can't. Bucket. We can't support it again because of the different architecture. Yeah. Right. And I was like, so then mm-hmm. why didn't you make it future proof in the first place? <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, you were telling us about the games you were playing, Paula. <laughs> Enough tangents. Okay. Enough tangents for now. Mm-hmm. And I'm also playing Pokemon Scarlet. As I said, I'm trying to get my competitive team, and for season two. And right now I'm farming for uh, Terra Charts because you need 50 of them to change your Pokemon's Terra type. Sadly, you cannot pass down any uh, Terra types uh, on Pokemon breeding. So, or I don't think you can. No, you can't. And say, don't ask me. <laughs> uh, so. I've been farming uh, some steel type Terra rate for a long, long time. I've also been going to my boyfriend on competitive Pokemon because he wants to assemble his own team. Mm. And uh, there's something interesting because you can, uh, if you have a, a competitive a competitive team, you can put it out like on the internet and people can rent it. So you can rent uh, another a person's Pokemon team and try it out before you try to assemble it for yourself, uh, which is very nice because you can see firsthand what the competitive scene is like and see which Pokemon are being used the most, uh, which are probably like the biggest hurdles you're going to encounter. And then uh, you can plan your team accordingly. And it has been very fun because we actually spent like a couple hours uh, on two and two battles and trying to uh, and I was 
pretty much teaching my friend, okay, this is like the usual move to this Pokemon. So you probably want to use this. So this outspeed this Pokemon on this um on this uh, specific environment. Um, and oh no, that that Pelipper has Drizzle, so probably the it has Arcane also because that um if I remember correctly can go through protect barriers. And it hits one hundred percent of the time in uh, in rain. So we've been like going back and forth, like trying to uh, win every battle. And it was a very fun evening. So I really liked in the, the system of uh, a team to see what's up. I like it. He's the and Age also, of Empires seer and you're the Pokemon seer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because he he coaches me on Age of Empires and I coach him on Pokemon, so I like it. That's a healthy uh, relationship right there. <laughs> <laughs> Got your strengths. <laughs> I've also been uh, playing Pokemon Showdown, just tweaking my team before I giving it the final tweaks before I assemble it for real. Because I really don't want to uh, have to like use um. What's the name of this herb? I forgot, but there's an item that allows you to pass a uh, move from a Pokemon to another Pokemon without going through the breathing process because it is an egg move. So I really don't want to have to use that item because it is quite expensive. So it is like the most cost-effective way to do it is just going through the usual breathing egg move thingy. Uh, so yeah. Enough of Pokemon because nobody got the time for that. Oh, I only got twelve Pokemon left on my Pokedex to get the Chinese Charm. Nice. Now we that no, that's enough of Pokemon. And I also been playing Cafe Enchante. And I forget how much I love this game. Like the especially the common route, it is so chill. You you just see Kotone trying to um set up a her her coffee shop and trying to get out all the permissions and everyone like trying to help her out. So at least chapters one, two, three are wholesome and kind of chill. So the real shit is gonna start like really soon when whenever I start like running to everyone's words to 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 see where they come from. But so far, so cute. And I I think I already said it, like on my first playthrough of Cafe Enchante, but Kotone is a mood. Like she's the only normal human being like on the cast of Cafe Enchante because even though you have another human there, uh, sorry, other humans in there, they're, one of them is kind of kooky. I mean, he's kind of crazy. And the other one is uh, agent for, for these um, human, human and non-human relationships and organizations so they kind of like oversee everything non-human so they don't make the world explode or something like that and he's like very Ew. far from from normal uh so i guess in the in this case uh Kotone is like the um quote-unquote normal character out of this entire cast and she's like so I'm gonna say she's a very average girl in a very like not average situation. 
which makes Carrie even more relatable because she reacts like how a normal human would react, like in the first um, encounter with the non-humans that come out from a magical door at the cafe. She just hides under a table and treats them as trespassers and it threatens them to, uh, that she's going to call the police. Which is like, yeah, that is probably what I would do if there was some stranger in my house. Like, call the police first, ask questions later. So, even though she, you, she eventually gets used to them, there are still like situations where she's like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to go with it. But still, I'm kind of scared. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think I've said it, but Kotone is probably one of my, if not my favorite, uh, Otome protagonist, like of all time, just because of how, uh, of how she's, and enough of me gushing about, uh, Kotone, uh, the other game that I've been playing, well, Chaos Genoa, I'm still playing. I just haven't gone through enough to actually explain what it is happening. But the other game that I've been playing a lot of is Fire Emblem Engage. Nice. I'm so my sister. Yeah, please. So my sister went to the United States, and since games are way cheaper up there, she brought me a bunch of them. Nice. So I ordered them uh, through Amazon, and she got a couple of them on GameStop, and always a happy camper now. <laughs> And one of them is Fire Emblem Engage, and oh my god, is this is the traditional Fire Emblem game I was hoping so for for so for so long? Because let me tell you, uh, the school life Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses isn't it? Any it ain't it for me, Chief? Mm-hmm. But this Fire Emblem Engage, yeah, this is Chef Case. Even though the story is kind of meh, the gameplay is got your Fire Emblem. I love it. So so far, I've been I've gone through six chapters and one paralog uh, paralog chapter, which is a side chapter. And um, I cannot go into as much depth as I would like because, as we speak, my boyfriend is playing it like right now at my side, so I cannot go into uh, <laughs> spoiler territory. All I can say is that there's a big bad dragon who is awakening and you need the um, 12, uh, you Nothing. need to um, get 12 rings to to stop it. So why do you want these 12 rings? Well, let you ask, because it is the main mechanic of the game. So instead of in prior Fire Emblems, you had uh, the pair up mechanic, which by the way, it is broken. But still, it was a lot of fun. Here you have in, uh, the engage mechanic, where if you there's these rings that has like the spirit of a prior lord or main character on the Fire Emblem mythos, and you can summon them to get uh, special abilities. So, for example. Um, uh, I got, uh, what's the name of this character? Alfred, who is like one of the lords of uh, Na- Neighbor Kingdom. 
and they have uh, I have equipped them with um, the ring that has Sigurd on it. Sigurd being the uh, main character in genealogy of the Holy War. And the thing is, is that um, not only they gain like a lot of movement when you call Sigurd for help, but you also get some of his abilities. So for example, in Fire Emblem um, Genealogy of the Holy War, Sigurd was able to attack and then like retreat somewhere else because he could just move after attacking. So you get that ability here when you uh, do the engage thing with Sigurd. And also you get uh, an attack that lets you like run through an enemy to the slot like next to it or past it, do a lot of damage, and then you continue in your way after killing that enemy. And the other one that I think is a better example because I know the game better is Celica from Final Echoes, Tales of Valentia. I am so happy Celica is here. Sorry, I'm, I'm fangirling about every character right now. <laughs> and she has the um, Seraphine uh, magic on Fire Emblem Echoes, which uh, allows her to kill undead enemies more easily. Like they, she does like double damage to undead enemies. And also, she has um, what's the name of it? Ability. She has an ability called uh, Warp Ragnarok, where she can teleport and attack an enemy. Which, by the way, you get both of those abilities if you uh, do after doing the engage thing with with Celica. And and even though you can only use Ragnarok once, it is a move that is so powerful and it's just like surprise attack on the enemies and I love it. And Seraphim, it is so useful because the mo the thing you're you'll be fighting the most in this game are bandits and undead. The two classes. So <laughs> So Celica's ring is just chef kiss for this uh, kind of mission. And what else, what else, what else? I have a couple of uh, comments over here. First of all, so far the game, it is a lot of fun. Gameplay is big traditional fireman, as I said. It is combat to combat to combat. You do have like a half world um, after a while where you can uh, just buy items and like the usual like consumable items and weapons and you can forge your weapons over there and you can buy uh, also uh, you could use uh, your materials to buy cosmetics but I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest I could probably be using the, the materials to uh, get better equipment for my units but some of those characters had to look very cool on glasses so I have to get them glasses <laughs> even though it does nothing for the combat stealth first combat later <laughs> and if you have a strategy you you can fight with a stick and win I guess 
Who sure. needs swords? <laughs> Who needs swords when you can yeah. see? <laughs> Who needs swords when you can see and, and you look like you look a, a total diva? There you go. You're stylish, yeah. And but sorry, I'm all over the place today, but okay. I have been having so much fun with this game. And also, I have to say, you can adopt animals like for a little farm that you have on your world and farm ingredients, which by the way, I only just realized you use those ingredients to make food, which will give you a boost on your next battle. The real reason I'm adopting animals is because I can adopt cats. I so I am collecting all the cats in the game. Sorry, I was just saying, I think we need to have a topic about why does every single game in existence at this point introduce a cooking mechanic? There's so many cooking mechanics in these games. Scarlet has it as well. Like, what's going on? <laughs> it's easy to get Japan, I too. How do we eat? Right? Yeah, all the characters. Everyone has to cook. Gather ingredients and go cook. I'm like, I'm not playing Animal Crossing. Leave me alone. Here, <laughs> <laughs> right, you go eat the groupies after the show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean... And just unlock memories of me, like saying, like uh, Link just woke up after his 100 years stumble, slumber to just become a master chef instead of saving Hyrule. That's basically what he does, right? He's just he's master chef Link. <laughs> yep, Sorry, definitely. Uh, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh yeah, you can you cannot pet the cat, but you can adopt the cat, which is nice, and. Also, we, um, so we have a phone with um, NFC technology, so we can just make our own amiibos, which I did. And uh, I don't have it like I can right now, but it's, it is an, uh, an amiibo of Celica, and you can scan amiibos to get like tickets to get like special items inside the game. You can only scan five uh, amiibos per day, sadly. Otherwise, you will probably unlock everything in the same day if you do have the amiibos for it. Or like if you have the NFC chips, which I have. Um, they only unlock cosmetics, so nothing very important or like game-changing. But it's still a nice bonus if you do have the Fire Emblem amiibo or you have NFC chips. Which, by the way, best investment ever. I do not have to buy a single amiibo to get any specific kind of gear. I just can override it on my with my, with my phone and be happy with it. Yeah. And that's the way to do, do it. Do not, please, do not let the Nintendo ninjas uh, come after me. Um, do about it, right? Like the the tech is such that if you can replicate the signal. Yeah, it's not going to work for everyone, but if you can do it, like what the ninja's going to do, if you, if you cut off one pal or a hundred more sprout up. A <laughs> hundred pal, that, 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 yeah, that's I kind said of it, concerning. That thought is kind of concerning. Mine hasn't recovered yet. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? So I have to say, I dig everyone's design so much except the main character there's a reason why this game has been nicknamed 
or the main character have been nicknamed uh, Pepsi Hoon and Colgate Chan because of their hair color, which is blue and red. A very bright blue and red, may I add. Main characters design aside, I do like uh, how I really like uh, the redesigns for the older Iron characters that are in the game. And I also like the, um, I guess, the regular characters that you get through the game too. Even though people are saying, but you can't date them or you can't really get to know them, I don't care. Real fire, like, you, um, traditional Fire Emblem is about losing the friends along the way and try, and hopefully there's a new replacement coming forward. Like, real soon because you really need it. Um, oh my god, like. That sounds so fucking cold. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They'll die, but you get a replacement, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I still like going on like Iron Man runs because even though I say it like that, I really don't like, I really don't dislike um, losing my characters because uh, I do get attached to them, but not because of the character itself. It's because they are so useful in battle, but anyway. That sounded even worse. Okay, we're gonna leave Didn't that <laughs> And though I do have to say, uh, one of the characters that I got recently, I feel like I adopted a son because it is so tiny. The character is called Jane and he wants to be a doctor, but he's like, but mom, dad, I could die in this war before I get to be a doctor. So why don't I learn how to fight and be a doctor at the same time? And I'm like, yeah, no holes in that law. You come into my army. I adopted a son. We must protect him because he's so small and he tries to be tough. But if you leave him, if you leave him alone, like in this one support conversation, he was like, oh no, I'm alone in the forest. I, I, I think I'm kind of lost. And he stalls like crying and another character appears and he's like, oh, are you crying? Uh, no, I was just kind of worried because I didn't know my way home, but Who's crying? You're crying. I'm not crying. So this character tries to be like very tough and I'm like, don't you don't don't pretend you're still a kid. You're act like a kid, and it's okay. Uh, and here in Chile, we we would say, "Tenemos que protegerlo está chiquito." He's he's small, so we have to protect him. Hmm. Uh, so that's what I'm gonna do. Still, he's a very good character on, on Battle. Like, having two healers on a Fire Emblem game on your team, it is a, it is a godsend because you don't have to waste your time using the vulnerabilities. Like Alex said in Kingdom Battle, like you have to have a, your healer in the battle or the, otherwise like everything gets like kind of slow, but slow down or sometimes it is the only way to to really heal your units and not have someone die in the process. So, and the other thing is that the healers get a new, uh, a couple of new tricks up their sleeves. So these ones are like healing monks, like I think that's what they're called. 
so they do know martial arts and they can defend uh, themselves from the attackers. And also they have the usual, um, well, staves that they use. And there's some new staves, like one that is called obstruct. And you can obstruct for a turn the, the, the path to your own it's from the other uh the other army side which is kind of neat and also there's this one other spell which i forgot the name of but it helps you through fog of war which by the way fuck fog of war i thought we've been over this over and over again and and we were over this in the last final but no there's always one fog of war chapter but you do have a couple of characters that will aid you in it. So first of all, I gave Jane my the the state that will allow him to see, like almost normally, may I add. So Fogelfar wasn't as such a kick in the balls. But also you receive another character, which name I forgot because I didn't write it down here. And she is an assassin, and she also has a very good eyesight, which it's her reason for her being able to see so far into the fog, which is nice. Because that way, the, the fog of war isn't just like a knot in the, in the nuts, but um, what else? What else? What else? So, yeah. And I got the fourth ring, which is Micaiah's, and holy crap, having an assassin being able to heal units. This is wild shit now. And she has one very special skill that if you are having a really tough time, as in your army is about to die uh, kind of tough time, you can just trade her almost all of her HP, it leaves her with one HP and heal every single unit in your army. It doesn't have to even be in range, it just happens. It is amazing. Like, yeah, I really dig this because I'm sure there's gonna be that one map where they just throw everything at you because in every fire emblem, there is what that one map with, where there's more enemies that you can even count. And then I'm gonna need that spell, and it's gonna be amazing when I use it. So, yeah, I'm happy so far with the tools I'm being given, with the abilities I'm being presented with. Getting the sneaking suspicion you like this game. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this God. game. <laughs> uh. This is where I say, no, what were you talking about? I just hate it. I just play it because I want to hate it with property. No, I really love this game. Well, I'll be trying this out. I think probably in a week or so, because I'm, I'm getting, once I finish Mario and Rabbits, I'm gonna I'm gonna run into the the emblem world. And I'm uh, really looking forward to it because I really want to know your uh, your opinion on this one. Love it. I like gosh about it so much. What? That's what? how far behind I am in the Fire Emblem situation. You what? I still need my Awakening. Oh, you should play Awakening. I actually think you'd like these games. I don't. I feel like they're. I don't know. I'm sure I will. I yeah. would love to find the time, and that—that that is the ultimate. The you're ultimate a big killer. JRPG fan and stuff, so I'm just like, it seems like it's right up your, uh, right up your alley. 
Eventually, eventually. I might be joining you on the science adventure thing eventually, Paola, to be fair. I um I picked up the robotics notes double pack real cheap. Um yes. you can get Steins Gate and Steins Gate Zero for free on Vita. Um the only thing that's holding it this might be one for after the recording, to be fair. But um the the two Chaos Head games are on like a really dirty sale. Um on steam at the moment but i'm not sure there's a lot to dig into here and i'm not really sure if that's the right version um I'm yeah not sure. the steam version for the chaos head games is the best version because you can get them patched with the <laughs> and you won't suffer with all the uh definitely bags over there nice okay so i will say official translation yeah i uh I this is a rabbit hole that I'm going to relegate to after the recording. Yeah. I'm um, going to Tyler, you got you know. one game left. Tell us about the game. One game left. I can do this. The white this star. Like a, so I have to use a guy playing. because <laughs> that, no, legitimately. I have to use a guy. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I I have to use a guide for the white door because at some point I forgot what I was doing and I forgot that I was chasing a rat, which by the way ate my donut. And I hate it for it. The thing is dead now, so fuck it. And don't touch Palace Donuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how that sentence right there. And the game is weird. Like I know I've said the Grass Lake games are weird, but this one is like a new kind of weird because you're in this mental hospital and you are trying to. I guess you're trying to re- know why the fuck you're here in the first place. And there's this person asking you questions and you have to explore the room to answer the questions. And it seems like one of the uh, mental hospital uh, doctors has something up their sleeve because there's a way you can fuck with the room and just have an alert. And they keep, they give you another, another room with like cushions protected walls and stuff like that. I'm at that point of the game. And I don't know. I don't like it as much as the other um, Rusty Lakes uh, games. Because this one isn't I'm still Rusty enjoying Lake it. Game, right? hmm? This one's not a Rusty Lake game. Right? I honestly it, don't remember whether it, it, it legitimately it's ties not. in or not. It, it's, is it its own thing? No, okay. it is, it's its, it's own a, thing. It's, it's not thing? related to Rusty Lake. No, it's just by the people uh, who made it. Okay. I mean... Yeah, like I was calling it a Rusty Lake game because of the developers. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is not from the uh, usual trilogy or like the initial trilogy or the other. Not part of the Rusty Lake series. Of games they have. Yeah. Yeah. There's basically like there's like uh, thirteen or thirteen to fifteen or so Rusty Lake games, um, and this just isn't one of them. Yeah. Uh, Still, there's some callbacks and Easter eggs, I guess, to the Rusty Lake games, like people with animal masks, and obviously the masks are the uh, animals from the first Rusty Lake game. Is it the first? I they're don't in know all the which games. game is yeah, it. It's, it's okay. they're, yeah, they're in all the games. So, like, you know, it is, and it is kind of weird logic-wise, so you know it is from the Rusty Lake, but it is not a Rusty Lake game. Uh, anyways, not much to say. We 
without like spoiling the whole thing because the story is like very I haven't even gotten like to the end the thing and even if I did I wouldn't like to spoil the ending of the thing so I'll leave it at that so Rick it is your yeah. turn finally so I've got two games that I am playing and I'm going to shout them out quickly and then I'm probably going to move on uh, I'm still playing Daily Daddish it is still a new daddish level every day and it is exactly what i want from that concept um i've paid to get rid of the ads i feel like if i'm getting a year's worth of daddish levels that's fair enough although i i would prefer um just to be able to play the levels and my my hope and and low-key expectation is at the end of the year it will either then loop back around or it will just be a case of any levels you completed on that day you get or here are all the levels. That's my hope, anyway. Um, I am also still playing Taiko no Tatsujin, but it is the kind of game that you just dip in and out of just by virtue of being a set list of songs in a rhythm game. Um, when I get to one of the RPG ones, it's going to be a whole different story, but this is one where I'm just jumping on for a couple of tracks and then jumping off again, which is good. What I'm probably going to do going forward is either just wipe those entirely or um, just keep doing my I am still playing these two games um ff7 remake i am still technically playing but because i was finishing off valkyrie profile i've literally not touched it all week uh, that is likely to change going forward because it's now the only big game i've got on the go um everything else really is smaller stuff uh, first of those is klonoa 2 lunatair's veil vale. um i've actually played a few levels of this one now um the story is bollocks so i'm skipping that the gameplay is all right. Um, I am finding that I'm having the same problem I had with the original Klonoa, which is um, the devs have chosen to do this 2.5D thing, and it's kind of early PS2 in the sense that they're really pushing You know how many more polygons there can be. I actually don't think it's in service of the game. I think it confuses the layout, it confuses perspective, what you can and can't be doing at certain points. Um, it's a problem I had to a lesser extent with the first game. I'm finding it more with this one. Um, and the core gameplay is still good. Um, it's like every other Klonoa game with some surfing segments, it seems. Um, and I'm not not enjoying myself, uh, but it's also not blowing my world. So it's one of those. Um, but fun, nice proof of concept for me that my PS2 emulation is working on my phone. So that's going to uh, enable me to do more stuff down the line. That's a nice little plus in that sense as well. I actually think as well, with me skipping the story segments, I expect this game is going to be a fair bit shorter um, than I originally thought it might be. Because when you look on how long to beat, like the, the main plus time is around about sort of five and a half, six hours. Um, well, on, on, on the main page, it's saying main plus side quest is eight and a half hours. Um, but on my profile, I've got it to give me main plus rushed times which is saying just short of six. I actually think given I'm going to be skipping the story segments, it might even be a bit less than that. Um, I'm past the first boss onto the second. I think I've been maybe playing this game for half an hour, maybe a smidge more. Um, so I, I expect to barrel through this one. Um, he says setting himself up for a fall. Uh, I have played um, some Hi-Fi Rush. I like it. I don't love it. I actually think I'm a little bit cooler on this one than you are, Alex. And that's not to say it isn't good because it is really good um it's not quite grabbed me yet um 
I am pretty early on. I've only just beaten the first boss. Um, I've just left sort of the in-between level hub world thing. I've gotten my first set of upgrades. Yeah, there's um, a lot more that is going to, you're going to get a lot more stuff. I, I'm hoping so. Um, I know that there's some kind of magnet pull based on you the You don't have that layout. yet? Okay, then you've barely started. Um, there's a okay. lot more stuff. Like, just to let you, like, I mean, there's a lot. You said I barely started. I've played, I've played for just over an hour. Like, That's barely starting this game, honestly. <laughs> like, but, like, I'm serious. I'm, like, I thought, but, like, I'm still getting new shit, and I'm, like, about halfway through, and, like, I get all this new, anyway. It, it, I'll put it this way. There's a lot more that you're going to unlock as you go along that's going to really open up your combat stylings, because there's, Which I hope got so, this yeah. magnet. There's, like, this really, really intense parry system that you're going to get. Um, that's really cool. Um, and then there's a lot of these side character kind of stuff that you're going to get that, uh, that's some really cool stuff. So they, they really drip feed you things, I think appropriately because you're having to figure out all of the, um, the, the timing. <laughs> so I think they're like, we don't want to just like make you go insane right from the get go with all our timing stuff. So here you go. We'll give you a little bit of time. And I, I, I think broad brush, I get that. I think for, for me personally playing the game, I would have liked it to come at a slightly quicker clip. That's fair. Um, but, you know, it's one of those you've got to make a game for everyone, not just for, for me, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, um, I know. Yeah. What's the pity? Uh, <laughs> the, the fundamentals are strong. And I am liking the one single huge thing that's really starting to piss me off is um, whenever you sort of quit out and come back in, the game keeps hiding the, you know, you press select mm-hmm. and you get the, the, the timing bar on the bottom of the screen which with the just how busy everything gets, I find quite useful to have. Um, it just seems to not want me to have it. It's like, it's only one button press away, but no, 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 we're going to keep taking it. Um, and that that just baffles me a little bit. Even I died once on the box, um, and then when it restarted me, I had to pull the thing back up again in the same play session, which is like, why have you done that? Oh, yeah, the game um, wants to you to learn how to not use it, because I don't use it. Um which is fine, but I'd quite like to use it. And actually, if I want to turn it off, prompt me to turn it off if you'd like, and I'll tell you no. Or maybe I'll tell you yes, because I'm used to it. But actually, if you're going to give me the option, don't berate me for using the option. Um, what I have appreciated about the game is that it doesn't pull punches in terms of that combat. So no. you hit quite hard, but so do the enemies. And it only takes a couple of wrong moves to, to really shave your health down. Are you playing on um, hard? I am, that's which the, is the, the supposedly the recommended way to do it. Yeah, um, and I, I like that the tooltips on the um, on the difficulty select make that clear. It's like hard is recommended if X and Y. Um, a couple of reviewers whose reviews I'd seen had said we played it on hard and we found that to be an appropriate level as well. So it yeah, really hard nice, is where I'm at. Right, because like Sorry, the tooltips straight up say like the rhythm is all the same, but like the enemies just hit harder. And like I really like that they detailed exactly what the modifiers were for the hard difficulty. Um, like I don't know, that to me was like, man, I'm like, that's how you fucking do it. Like, tell me exactly what I'm getting into when I select hard, right? Like, it's not just like, yeah. it's not just some buzzword saying like, oh, if you've played these kind of games before, you'll be fine. You know, like I hate those fucking difficulty things that you see in games where they're just like, if you play action games and I'm like, well, maybe I do, but I don't fucking know what your action game is like. <laughs> um, information so, you can give with that kind of thing, the better right? for sure. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's early days. I know there's, there's lots of game left to go. Um, so far, so good. Uh, I'm, I'm having a reasonably good time with it. 
Um, couple more games to go. So I, I'm going to jump one up a little bit earlier. So another rhythm game I'm playing, um, and this is the game of the month this month, Crypt of the Necrodancer, uh, which is a, for anyone who's not aware, a roguelike um, sort of dungeon crawling game. Think Shirin the Wanderer, um, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. The conceit is you have to move on the beat. And this is the, the core difference between this and a game like Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush doesn't punish you for not doing anything on a particular beat. As long as when you do something, it is on the beat. Um, Crypt of the Necrodancer, with a couple of you know notable exceptions, if you pick up certain items, um, you will lose your multiplier if you don't move on each and every beat. Um, and that's the whole point of the game. It, it, it's making you um, make quick decisions um, in what is otherwise a relatively simple dungeon crawling experience, or at least so far in the first zone that I've been in. I expect it gets harder and more complex just from the little chuckle. No, it doesn't get more there. complex. It's just, stay, it's just hard. Um, you know what? Honestly, it's so funny. This is the absolute worst, worst possible choice for Game of the Month. Like, when I saw people that? pick that... There's nothing to fucking talk about. It's just a rhythm dungeon crawler. What the fuck are you even going to say? Like, there's nothing to say about this game. There's no fucking story. You just play to the rhythm. It's literally about... Like, anyway, I saw this get picked and I was like, all right get ready for five posts i played it it was hard i quit like that's what else they're gonna be because it's a great game I, mean, I love it but there's interesting mechanics i wouldn't say there's nothing to talk about there's different weapon choices oh there's like different approaches to chucking things sure. around <laughs> it's just that rarely is what i think people talk about in game of the month you know what i mean like i don't know you know what sure if you can talk about that if you want i just i will be surprised because <laughs> i haven't seen any real discussion on this game since it came on game of the month so uh listen i think it's a fun game and all that i like whatever i just thought it was really funny that this one got picked because i was like really not the zelda one the zelda one actually is a pretty good game of the month one because there's a lot to talk about in that game but i like i don't know man this is just a weird one for me like that'd be, It'd definitely be fun to get around to game five rule i think the, the, it, i think it's been nominated like pretty consistently for a couple of years it's just finally like found its time to shine <laughs> yeah sorry this is so funny um <laughs> i love looking at the comments uh a lot of the comments are this is great i did 15 minutes but i'm done <laughs> I'm like, yeah that's fair and a few more <laughs> yeah oh god it's good yeah there's not much going on for this one there's like there's like one page of replies um we're on the discord but you're right on the forum post it's like yeah. 10 page it's 10 comments and that's it yeah listen it's fine whatever listen this is the whole point of game of the month you never know man it's up to the it's up to the masses we decide what gets uh what gets picked um i just i game really of the month is like a box of chocolates i really thought it was funny that this one got picked because i was just like okay rhythm action game that's it <laughs> anyway yeah. glad you're having fun though i played this one a long time ago and i i noped out um after a while because i bothered a, a neighbor actually because i was living in an apartment with like sound issues and the game has very repetitive sound and they were like um excuse me uh do you mind turn that down but i was like oh shit sorry <laughs> wow what were you playing on that you were making sound problems oh it was just i don't know it was just on my tv but i think uh, we had, ah. I had really really thin walls in my last place okay. um, and i was playing this on ps4 uh when i played it so the the uh, the thin walls, I think, just like bothered. Also, that person next to me was a dick. Uh, they were so fucking annoying. I heard them yelling with their fucking 
partner all the time and i was like you're mad at my crypt in the neck dance i go fuck yourself <laughs> should have put your head um, um excuse me could you could you like break up a little bit more quietly please i know right oh i wish they would have broken up jesus <laughs> <laughs> wow. so loud sorry anyway i just realized this is just all the, of which is, is to say i'm enjoying crypt of the neck dance really? yeah <laughs> it is hard though you're absolutely right like it, it's been a, a struggle i've not gotten through zone one yet i've gotten to the end boss once i've been playing for maybe an hour an hour and a half and you haven't played um, the zelda one right no but i have it it's on my shelf i'm nice i swore to myself i was only nice. gonna get a few switch games and i've got like it must be 30 plus let alone all the digital ones you can see um on my screen you can just see the little red corner that is about Oh, oh, I see him, yeah. That, that <laughs> shelf goes see. back beyond the other Billy Book shelf. Um, this works great for the podcast, but you Hold know. Hold on, what did uh, you just say? Billy Bookshelf? <laughs> Billy Bookshelf. It's IKEA furniture. It's called a Billy. Oh, okay. That's just what it's called. In, oh, okay. I was like, is this a Britishism that I don't know? Uh, yeah, you know, Billy. It's Cockney slang. It's not. It's, yeah, it's IKEA. Not. There you go. Okay, okay. Now I understand. <laughs> Billy Bookshelf. Okay. Now it makes sense to me now. I was just like, wait, am Billy, I missing Billy something? Billy Bookshelves are a staple. Of, uh, uh, I've got, I've well, literally got three. Ikea, so you they? can see, they certainly are. So hang on, let me, uh, one, two, three, all Billy's. Nice. Lots of Billy's. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, audience, Billy's, all the Billy's. You obviously couldn't see him pointing, but there are three Billy's in his background. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> Snopes verified. True. True. Um, yes, I'm gonna go put that on Snopes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, We're just going Christ, off the two rails. Two more games. Entirely. We're almost there. <laughs> uh, first of those is a Stadia refugee called Wavetail, um, which got ported to at least Switch, which is where I'm playing it. I assume other platforms as well. Um, it is definitely on Steam. I imagine it's on Sony and Xbox consoles also. An interesting one. So this game, without sort of getting into the story, sees you um, almost like wind wakering it, but you're surfing on the water um, instead of being in a boat. Um, the combat is not nearly as complex as a Zelda title. It's actually light attack, heavy attack, and the enemies don't really demand much from either of those. Um, they nail the water. They nail the feeling of moving around the world. Um, Right off the bat, you've got a glide, you've got a grappling hook sort of situation, um, and it all feels really, really great. Uh, there's not a lot around it. There is a story that is sort of interesting. Um, there's a there's a, a central mystery to it that to a certain extent has got my attention. Um, but the missions are go to point X, pick up thing Y. Cool. And again, please. So it... <laughs> It's fine on Switch because I, I find myself playing it while I'm sort of listening to things or, or as a palate cleanser thing in between of the stuff. Um, it's not fantastic, and I'm, I'm glad I waited for a sale rather than paying full whack for it. Uh, there is a, you know, they nail the fundamentals. It's just they don't ask you to do too much interesting with those fundamentals so far. Um, and then the last one, and I almost hesitate to mention it because I have only just started it, but I will just quickly sort of name check it. Uh, Light Crusader for the Genesis. This is one of the treasure games that I'm playing in my ongoing quest to um, try all of the treasures, at least. Maybe not beat them all, but certainly try them all. Um, it's a late 80s, early 90s action RPG, which is to say a semi-functional action RPG where there is exactly one action and that action is swing the sword. Um, 
looks good. It, it very competent for the the hardware it was on, um, which was the Genesis. It is on my PSP Go. That's how I'm playing it. It's also how I played um, McDonald's Treasureland Adventure. It's how I'll be playing a couple of the other rare games before I sort of get later on into their um, catalogue. Um, I'll have more to say on that in the future, I suppose. Um, so that, finally, is all of our currently playing games. It's a good job yeah. no one Jesus Christ, really completed anything, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God no one did. Well, let's talk, and now we got to talk about more games. Uh, though I don't have as much to say about these ones, to be honest, so that won't be so bad. Um, should, we, should we start with the, the least? In fact, let's start with the concept. So mm-hmm. normally for Next Fest, we all play a bunch of games and we just talk about all the things that we've played. This time, we all, for various reasons, were quite busy. So we decided to try something a bit different. We'd each proffer one game and we'd all play the three games total that we'd have. Why don't you tell us about Overboss, pal? Because I think you played by far the most out of the three of us of it. Okay, so Overboss is a game where you have to get the highest score trying to make your land the more the most dangerous. You're supposed to be like one I'm also trying to make this um like the, the overworld like having a swamp, having monsters, uh, a castle maybe. And the idea is make it like the most dangerous possible. And that is made by the way of scoring points. So you have at your do I go in depth, I guess? We have uh, at your left you have a bunch of rooms that you can not room, sorry, yeah. I'm thinking of a boss monster because that game, this game reminds me of boss monster that is a tabletop game that is very fun. Mm-hmm. I got that vibe as well. Yeah. Hey, someone else playing boss monster. I love it. Yeah. And you have to pick, uh, usually pick the uh, enemy you're going to put and the uh, ambient or square of plant is random. It is hidden until you put it down. And depending on the square of land, it is like the amount of points you score. And also it depends on what the surrounding squares of land are. For example, you get seven points on the uh, cloud environment or the sky environment, whatever. But But you have to subtract one point for each different um environment you have in your map so if you have that one you rather have either like one or two other environments otherwise you're going to lose a lot of points which by the way you cannot control that as i already stated so that kind of sucks on the other hand you can get very lucky and have like four or five um different like forest environments and you get more the points the more forest environments you have on your map and also you have the monsters so the monsters, you want to match with their corresponding environments because you get one extra point for each time you do that. You also have the special like crystal kind of thingies where depending on the amount of a certain environment you have, you get extra points. And also you have the portals, which allow you to exchange or swap to uh, monsters on two different environments. For example, if I have Dracula on the cloud environment and I have a harpy on a castle, I want to swap those because 
Dracula will give me three extra points in that castle because the castle will get two more points if he gets Dracula. And by the way of putting the monster in the correct environment, you get an extra point. <laughs> that is a lot of uh, math you have to do in the game. I did so manage to get to Minibus. You explained more than the game explained. Took the words right out of my mouth. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I experimented quite a bit on the game uh, this morning, so I wanted to understand exactly what I was trying to do. Uh, so, yeah, it was all trial and error, and this is the fruits of my research right now. So anyone who wants to play the game and understand what the hell they are doing, you can use this as a guide. My sincere hope is that they they put a tutorial in between now and release, because... I booted up the game, I noodled around for a couple of minutes, didn't really understand what was going on. It hadn't given me any particular enthusiasm to try and work out what was going on. Um, I then went to the Steam page, and there's actually like a little bit of an explainer on some of it on the Steam page, on the store page. Uh, and that just made me angry, because it's like it would have taken almost no effort to just put a splash screen with this information on. And make me yeah. just click an X button to get rid of it and start it. So I, I just didn't play anymore. But I, from what you've described and the kernel of what I'd seen between the description and the game, there's something there. Like that whole concept of like put the most points together in a tabletop like manner, obviously is a thing that people like. Obviously, it's a thing that's been a success. Uh, and the pixel art was nice enough for the game. Like they could yeah. make it work, but you have to onboard your players. And, and the fact that you had to spend a morning digging to get an understanding of what the game is asking you to do for that kind of game, I think is an indictment on the game, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, old man cranky yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pixel art looked like RPG no, maker. Next week. Yeah. Game didn't fucking say anything. The game didn't tell me how to play anything. Uh, there are a trillion games that do this a million times better. This is a drop in a bucket that will vanish within five minutes. No one will ever remember this game existed. It will have no impact on the world. That's all my opinion on this game. Who <laughs> hurt you since we last recorded? My God. <laughs> I'm just, I'm an old man now. I don't have a lot of time. I'm so busy. I only want my shit to be good. And this game is not good. It's stupid. I don't care about it. It's dumb. It, 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 there was nothing to it. Like, and it, it was no, it wasn't fun. There's just so many better games than this out there. I was like, all right, move along. Uh, <laughs> Do you count your pick, Alex? as a better game no nah, i don't think and it's all you, that much better tell us more about um it? i think the one that i picked well i don't know maybe marginally but i actually don't think it's all that much better like i think it's like on a similar ish level in some ways because like okay maybe it's a little bit better but essentially i picked mika and the witch's mountain um and the reason i picked it is because kickstarter decided that i really want to back this game jesus christ i got so many fucking ads for this thing they clearly did a big targeted push for it um and it's like i mean okay it's kiki's delivery service that's what it is it's kiki's delivery service the game and you're like a little witch who gets pushed off at the top of a mountain and you know this other witch is trying to tell you, you got to get all the way back up uh the writing whoa horrible translator holy shit and there's yeah. no excuse this day and age i understand if you're a developer in a different language bruh everyone develops in a different language. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like everyone makes games and you like, if someone made an English game and translated it, it was a shite translation. That's bad too. You know? And I was just like, it was really it was like, it was very bad translation to the point it was where, aggressively bad. yeah, it was like, like, cause again, listen, you all know me. I, I teach fucking English. 
I don't mind when there are mistakes in some things. Whatever. I've played plenty of games that have little grammatical mistakes, and it's no big deal. This was like, this was Google Translate bad. But like Google Translate in 2010 bad. You know what I'm saying? Not current Google Mm. Translate, like old Google Translate bad. Um, It was horrible. No one spoke like a person. They all had this weird shit. It also doesn't control that good. Like for a flying game, the controls weren't that great. Like, you fishing felt, was a bit awkward. Fishing was weird, man. I was yeah. like, ooh, this is a hard no for me. So I was glad that I tried it because I was like, yikes. Uh, it's pretty looking. Like, I mean, some of it's like, uh, like it's hand-drawn cutscenes. Those are gorgeous. Um, like really beautiful. The point where mm-hmm. I was like, maybe you guys should just make a short film of, of this idea. Um, but, but again, uh, that's already been done. It's called Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, it's called Kiki's Delivery Service, right? Which is infinitely more charming than this. Um, and this is charming. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's infinitely more. Um, it has promise, right? Like probably in the way that that overboss or whatever thing could potentially have promise if they made fundamental and deep-seated changes to their game, um, which is a pretty big ask. So, <laughs> um, my thing is that like, if you've done this, and you, this is not an unknown studio, they have released many games at this point. Um, yes, they're not some random they are a studio. It's Chibig or whatever they're called. Chi Chibi or something like that. It's like Chibi with a G. Mm, that's fine now. Um, it's Chibig. Yes. Chibig. Yes. They have released games. Uh, they have. They have. They've released a number of games. Actually, they have no yeah. motherfucking excuse. So when I get a game like this, that is your demo, and then you're asking me to kickstart to finish it, I'm like, eh, no, because <laughs> uh, this is not a great sign. Um, I don't know. That How does that speak to the changing landscape of Kickstarter, right? Like Kickstarter, particularly for video games that you just can't get a proper budget to on a Kickstart. It's more a marketing push. Exactly. Um, and a, and a, a platform to maybe find a publisher and do other things than it is um, actually a genuine attempt to fund a game. You know, look at like a Shenmue Kickstarter or the, the original projects, things like um, Broken Souls. Um, yep. That, that had to ask for extra money towards the end or release it in two parts because that was the only way they could sort of make it make sense. Or um, the Banner Saga, where they only did the first part and then they had to, like, yeah. split their story in three to make it make sense. And, like, thing. I'm fine with that, you know? Like, no shade on yeah, them yeah. making a Kickstarter either. Uh, I just, uh, I don't... I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it feels like it's uh yee. You know, like there's just there are there were a lot of red flags that could be addressed, but as they stand, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna wait to hear like if they actually address these issues in their game, um, on its release. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as a proof of concept, it is proof that this is a concept. <laughs> I have to say, I didn't think it controlled terribly on the whole. I actually thought yeah. flying was reasonably okay but i suppose that's the thing like reasonably okay is a good tag for the thing as a whole yes and there are just so many better games vying for your time um one of which in my opinion is the last game in my suggestion shady night now this is one that we have played before yeah but it's a solo developer and there has been a lot of change since we played which is why i thought it'd be worth a revisit and i i want to publicly apologize to you paula because when i nominated I didn't think about the fact that it might actually melt your brain a little bit. <laughs> Poor so that, that's my, that's my, <laughs> God okay. bless you for playing it anyway. Um, how did you find it, first of all? 
Um, since I didn't have a proper controller because I left mine at home, I had to use the, the, the mouse and keyboard and it wasn't that bad. Like, I hate playing platformers with mouse and keyboard or like 3D stuff with mouse and keyboard because I tend to work it and fall a lot, um, which I did. I did fall mm -hmm. a lot, but I did have a good time. I kind of... I died when the enemies started appearing, like those spider thingies that mm. I managed to kill a couple of them. But then I managed to get myself killed and it was like, okay, I'm still like, I'm starting to get a little dizzy. So I think this is it for me. Mm. But the game is pretty, like it, it looks kind of polished. And... I like that the instructions are like written in the environment, mm. uh, which helps a lot. And everything is like really clear. And unlike Overboss, we didn't tell you shit. Mm -hmm. um, for sure. It's a low bar, but they clear it. Yeah. And I like the grappling hook. Like it added like so much fluidity to the movement. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I sorry, I was having fun because I was like flying over the the, the things and just moving and jumping, and then the enemies appeared and the fire nation appeared and everything went to shape for me. I actually but think the grappling might be you. Sorry, go on. But yeah, uh, very good. Recommended to Rick. I really enjoyed it. Appreciate that. This is this is another proof of concept for like the need for um like a half like analog stick and a few shoulder buttons controller to go with a mouse like that's the dream mm. for this kind of setup i actually prefer to play this kind of game mouse and keyboard i think having yeah, the mouse same. is better than losing the analog movement um and this is a game that to to play it well again apologies paula because this this is on me for putting it on you does require you to be doing a lot of sort of quick and precise mouse movement and flicking the move the the visuals around a lot um oh, it's man. much more refined than when i played it last there's a semblance of a story um i'm not sure if the grappling hook's new i think it might be i might also be making that up in my head um but everything feels a lot more refined um and you can tell that so much work's gone into this you know in the six or so months maybe more since we played it last um this is one of my most anticipated games just generally um and it's nice to see from my end that it, it's still on track interesting that they started to add a bit of a story as well which absolutely wasn't there last time no there wasn't um no nope. what did it's you think of this one alex you did play it last time as well didn't you so ah. you're in the same position as me yeah it's shady night it's good like i mean i i, I kind of knew what to expect and i went in and i was like good stuff i did uh, i did kind of um i actually it's interesting i felt like i was being stopped up more when i was playing this time than the last time before when we played it the mm. other time i actually found it was smoother and i was on my shittier machine and I don't know what it was. It was just like, I don't know. There was like some things that like just felt like they weren't working the way that they did before. And that, that's probably just a control thing on my end. But um, yeah, I just felt like it was um, like picking up the swords and stuff sometimes just never worked. Um, mm. Even when I would do the, like the slide thing to get them, it just sometimes it just, it just wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. I don't I, know if that's a combination of like I don't know what, the I graphics don't know being a little bit better. And also I think... I did feel like the speed of the game overall had been dialed back ever so slightly. Yeah, which I I hate that. I hate that a lot. Because <laughs> it was Not so good. my favorite change, no. Yeah, yeah, it was so good in that first one. I, I feel like the game's actually become a little bit worse, um, even though it's still excellent, and I'm still very looking forward to it. Uh, I'm a little sad. And you know what? Honestly, 
I, I probably get it. Those changes are probably important for getting more people into it because it was kind of at a breakneck speed. And that could have been because we were playing neon white at the time, I think. And so I was like, give me speed, you know? Um, so look, that could just be a me thing, but uh, give me speed, <laughs> you know? Times I need to go back to neon white. You've got a lot of times that need beating. That's true. Yeah. Oh man, I'll come back. And I'll go back. Um, I've got a fancy new keyboard to do them with as well. So hell yeah, doesn't need to happen. Um, anything anybody wants to say more about any of the three games that we played? Not really. The only thing is that you just unlocked a new wish for me, which is the idea of like a nunchuck like controller that I can have in my left hand while using a mouse. God, that'd be sick. Mm. Be so fucking with, sick. With a few extra. My dream mm. is like a, a VR style controller with one button for each of your additional four fingers. Actually, yeah, just and the, the VR controllers, because they basically do have buttons for all your additional fingers on those there. Uh, the problem you'll often find with, with most games is that they're set up to not recognize mouse and keyboard and controller simultaneously. Oh, yeah, which is fair. I mean, it doesn't exist yet, so... <laughs> um, but it needs to. It does need to. That, that does seem like the smartest way to move forward. Because then you could also have an analog stick on there. Because, like, let's be honest, WASD. Best of both worlds. Yeah, for sure. It, it's the one. One day it shall be a thing. I wonder if it's a thing already. I wonder if we're being dense. If we are, let us know in the comments down below. With a link, yeah, ideally, because... so I can buy it. Yeah. I it's... was thinking it shouldn't be, like, too difficult to, like, mod. Uh, like, there's a way to make a virtual controller on your computer. So, in mm. theory, you could map, uh, let's say, a Switch, Joy-Con, and your mouse to that controller. And kind of make it work that way. Yeah, and you could just map WASD to like the pushes of the, the 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 analog, so it wouldn't be full analog, but you could at least move and do that. That would be a pretty nice way of doing it. Yeah, I mean, but then if it's not going to be full analog, I'd rather be at the keyboard because exactly. then I've still got I've got more buttons at my disposal. Like the trade off I'm wanting to make is essentially lose a couple of extra buttons on my left hand. Yeah, but so gain that... full analog movement. Exactly. Yeah um yeah. anyway when oh one last sneak peek which by the way is like for every uh, game that uses the control uh, button like the, the control key on oh, your keyboard like yeah. i hate that so much because my hand is so small so i literally cannot press the the was buttons uh, the was keys and the control button but I, I literally so cannot tiny. like you have a a, a joy a joy for scale over here. My hand is small, so I cannot I literally cannot press the control key and the W key. So I was having a hard time sliding. I had to slide over like a thing, like under a thing on the game, and I couldn't do it. So I had to let go of the mouse, press the the W key, and press uh, the control key. Oh, that's rough. To give everyone a sense of scale, Paolo's hand is basically one and like maybe three quarters of a Joy-Con. <laughs> it's a tiny little head. Anyway, well, mm. that was Steam Next Fest. Some eh, games and a good game. That's been changed for the worse, but that's fine. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's jump into everybody's favorite. How long to beat the game? Uh, this week, I think it's, is it Oh, Paula. Paula. Yes, Paula is. Oh. Yes. It is my turn now. Because it was me and Paula last week. And the, currently, Paula's in the lead. Um, then it's Rick with three points. So, yeah, Paula with five, Rick with three, me with two. So, Rick and I are pretty close. So, 
Yeah, and this is the end of the first few weeks. So depending on how many or few points we take, one of us could be tying with Paola or one of us could be overtaking Paola. And actually, if, if we get three and two, we are looking at a, a game week where we all scored exactly five points, which is fun. No, that could be neat. Okay, I do have a game for you too. And I'm going to write the game down because I'm probably going to butcher this so badly. And it okay. is the Caligula effect overdose. Oh, the Caligula effect. Oh, right, that game. Yes. God, I've seen that game on sale all the time on the Switch. And I've never given a shit. Um, <laughs> started as a Vita game, so I by default slightly did. So overdose is a updated version of the Vita original. It's supposed to be good, but a bit grindy, a bit paddy, as I understand it. It does look really cool. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, okay. Well, let's see. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> uh, let, I'll take a look here. Ligula effect. Ligula effect overdose. I like the title. Overdose. Right. So what, what's your uh, your bonus pick for two extra points, Paolo, as well as the uh, the three regular main, main plus 100% times worth in a, a single point each? Okay, before anything, have you looked up the developers? If you haven't, I want the developers of the game. I think oh, I the know. Developers? Who that Fuck, is. I have not looked it up. I know who the publishers are. I know who I don't know who the developers are. I don't know Shit. if I can even but, guess no, that, that. That can't be it, Paolo, because then that's one where we can oh, get zero points. Oh yeah, yeah that's a very big question. Yeah, there's Sorry. no way for one of us to actually like I just I won't get it, I promise. <laughs> This is tactics. Paolo's thinking if they don't get the extra two points, I can possibly guarantee a lead going into game week two. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> let, let me uh, look for some. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, um, so the game is uh has a sixty-six percent rating on how long to eat. Okay. And I want you guys to tell me uh, how many people have voted like the most rated score, I guess. What do you mean how many people have rated it a 10 out of 10? No, like... Or you're saying what uh, score is the, has been rated the highest? What score is the most rating? Yeah, and how many people have rated that score? Thank you, Alex. You know... Yeah. You you know how to translate my messing which at times. <laughs> yeah. Basically okay. which score has the most votes. Um yeah. so you want, you said which one is the most rating. How many have rated it that way? Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh no. No, I picked the wrong one. Right, okay. my scores my are scores in. My scores and everything are in. I feel good about my times. So I don't feel good about the bonus question. I don't feel good about any of them, but I have guessed some stuff that could be accurate, and we'll see. <laughs> I just did a bunch of half hours to be safe because I lost to some half hours did. last week. They're all half hours. Yeah. Oh, this is half hour extravaganza right here. Oh, uh, why do you do this to me, Alex? Well, I lost to some half hours last week, so I don't want to lose again. They were my half hours, were they? Yeah, I suppose. We'll okay, see. so for main story, 
Alex has said 25 and a half hours, and Rick has said 30 hours. And the winner is Alex, as the game is 26 hours long oh, in the main story. Nice. Okay, okay. Yay, Alex gets a point. Alex is tied yeah, with Rick me... now. Alex is mm. a good player. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is speaking. Alex is good boy. <laughs> Alex creeping co-hosts out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for main plus, Rick has said, has said 37 hours and Alex has said 40 hours and a half. And this time, my dear, my dear listeners, Alex has fucked himself over with the half hours oh. because he lost a point to Rick as the game is 38 and a half hours. Oh. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm, wait. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I was two hours off, and Rick was like only an hour or so off, huh? Hour and a half, I think, if yeah. I my mental math is nice. right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's one for Rick. So. Dang it, my half hour. For one hundred percent. Yeah, your half hour spot me. But for one hundred percent, Rick has said seventy-five hours, and Alex has said seventy-five hours and a half. And the half oh, hours no. prevails, so Alex is right on the money. It is seventy-five <laughs> hours and a half. <laughs> Yay! Oh. One, one ruined me. One got me. Oh, which means Rick and I are tied four-four. <laughs> That's funny. No, you who's gonna get the last two points? He's right. Yes, heavy. last two points. Oh, oh right. Yeah. How are we doing this? One each for the for the score and the number of people who scored it. I think it would just be for two, two total. total, right? Like whoever's closest in general. Yeah. Yeah, whoever is closest in general. Because both of you have said 70% or 7 out of 10 is the most, the most voted, which you're right, guys. Yep. I Rick has 60. said 30 people. And Alex said 25 people. And mm. the winner is Alex, because Ooh. it has been 21 people in total Ooh. who have voted for 7 that's yeah, close. I thought I'd overshot that. Well, that means that we are extremely close now in scores wise because I'm at six points, uh, Paula's at five, and Rick's at four. So it's still like very yeah. much anyone's game. Um, For sure. Yeah. Sick. That was a good one to pick hmm. there. I just figured it's one of those big ones that's got to have lots of time. Those, those folks like to play their games a lot. So, anyway, that's it for this week's episode of How Long to Beat. Thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, we'll see you well next week probably. I don't know. There's a new game plus. Right? <laughs> Might have already see you come next out. Time. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. And Rick's not saying goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Doodle. Professional outfit on a part of.